This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. This is a story written by, well, it's a news article, you know, celebrity gossip, written by somebody who I assume has never golfed before because the headline is, Justin Bieber caught relieving himself on golf course. Justin Bieber raised some eyebrows this past weekend when he let it all hang out on a golf course in L.A. So he's golfing with a couple of buddies at a fancy golf course in L.A., uh, there's a paparazzi guy sitting in a bush somewhere watching him. Takes a couple pictures of him hanging a leak. They he releases the photos or sells them to a magazine or something, and they did blur out his crotch. But so he's he got, took full on pictures of Justin Bieber's uh, penis as yes, he was urinating. Yes, and TMZ <laughs> and Bieber's uh, the creep here. Exactly. That's my point here. Okay, first of all, I'm good for about three peas every round of golf, and I'm not <laughs> waiting for the turn to go in. Nobody is. If I am on a golf course and I haven't urinated by hole twelve, I start to get concerned that I may be dehydrated. Yeah, something's wrong. Yeah, it's it's unnerving. Something's wrong, but I, especially if there's, you're hiding in the bush, good chance you're going to see me on the golf course. True. Peeing, maybe having a crunch, you never know. Yeah, 18th hole, in, in, right in the cup. <laughs> Clean it up with Back your in the sock day. or your, your towel. I've, I've heard of that happening from time to time on a golf course. I, I know it's, uh, it's not fair to the ladies out there, but... I don't know a man that plays golf that hasn't take a, taken a pee in the bushes on a golf course. Yeah, and we golf with a lady. I'm not going to say her name. She may or may not be a coworker. She peed outside the other weekend, too, when we went golfing with her. I won't say who it was. Did she? But she snuck into the bushes. Yeah, because there's not a lot of washrooms around. It is what it is. She had to go. But honestly, like that's speaking of men and women, if there was a guy in the bushes taking a picture of a lady's private parts as she was going to the bathroom, that guy would be charged to be in jail, and I don't feel bad for Bieber, but I hate these paparazzi people. They're they're the scum of the earth. Yeah. Are you not a voyeur? Are you not voyeuristic at that point? I guess his wiener's out in public property, so I don't know what the rules are, but it seems creepy. Well, back in the day, Ben Roethlisberger got in trouble for the same thing, right? On the golf course? Quarterback uh, of the Steelers, yeah, he took a pee on the golf course, and people were freaking out. Oh, Ben Roethlisberger, how dare he urinate? Maybe we're just playing at the low-end golf courses that don't really have a problem with it. Oh, maybe. You get into some of these hoity-toity situations. And and it's different, but you're telling me rich people don't pee outside? <laughs> I bet you they do more. They're like, clean it up, peasants. <laughs> I'll pee wherever I please. I'm surprised this creep in the bushes didn't try to collect Justin Bieber's urine to sell it as well. <laughs> Scrapes the bark off the tree <laughs> that it was on. Here's here's some leaves that Justin Bieber peed on. Highest bidder takes it. <laughs> no low balls. I know what I have. <laughs> Speaking of low balls, here's a picture of Justin Bieber's yep. junk because I'm <laughs> taking pictures of him urinating. Like, Bieber's the bad guy in this? Yeah, you know what? I, I, peeing in the mop bucket at the bar, not cool. Unheard no. of. Very weird. Peeing outside against a tree, more power to you. It's good to see he's growing up, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Justin, his it's public urination. Right <laughs> public urination is definitely a lot more mature than it used to be. <laughs> this is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Taz and Jim, we've been giving away cash money with Taz and Jim's Chicken every morning at 8 a.m. here on the program. Yesterday was an interesting one. We had a uh, guy call in, and while we were getting his information after he won some cash, 
He casually mentioned that his dad had also won chicken on Monday. Uh, it's pretty lucky. Yeah, lucky family. So after we hung up the phone, I'm like, that guy's voice sounded really familiar, Jim. Like, first of all, he said he was like a 22 year old guy. He sounded much older than that. Yeah. And a lot of times we can tell how old you are just by your voice. Not always, so you yeah. never know. But um, I asked you to pull up Monday's round of chicken so we could compare it with yesterday's round of chicken mm-hmm. and see how close the voices were to each other. So the reason why we think he might be lying is because the same guy can't win chicken twice. If no. you didn't know. So yeah, the rules are all online. If you go online, you can find uh, the, the contest details and the rules. And you can win one chicken jackpot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you're no longer eligible to win. So let, let's We want f- more people to have the opportunity exactly. to Exactly. Spread right? the love. So I've done a, a side-by-side here, Taz. Um, Some evidence. Do you think this is the same guy? This is Exhibit A. Two or three different phones, Chris. Monday. Uh, two. <laughs> Just two. Well, it worked out for you. It did. Uh, you're in Woodstock, right? I am. Uh, I'm an IT guy at in Woodstock. It's Wednesday. How are you, Jake? I'm good, thanks. How you doing? Good. What's your deal? Uh, London, work at the Walmart. Cool. What department? Uh, cashier. I take your money. You must see it all, though, JK, eh? working the cash at a Walmart. It's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. Hmm. I take your money. You sure do. <laughs> And we even asked him. You probably see some crazy stuff. Very vague. I sure do. Yeah, I see it's, it's crazy. It's ridiculous. You know, and some. But you know what? In his defense, sometimes a dad and son have similar looks, similar voice. Me and my brother have a similar voice. It happens. Now yeah. here's here's what here's what I call Exhibit B. Okay. Keep going. You're pressing that thing. Getting closer. Mm. Let's Keep go. Going. Uh, six million. Uh, you know, what do you think, Rebecca? It's a couple of cases of beer there. Hey, a bird in the hand. Only go for me. That's a go for me. Well, I'll leave it to you, Jagger, if you want to split it or not. I'd split it, yeah. I don't know! That is exactly the same man. The 100% exactly. He He's pausing. He has the exact same cadence. He's got the exact same. He, he was using the same phrases. Let's go. Let's go. Oh, yep. Uh, it's the same guy. <laughs> it's the same guy. And it's so funny because if he never would have said, if he just, it's, it's the human nature in a nutshell. If he never would have said, dad won on Monday, we probably never would have connected the dots. No. But he just had to brag a little bit. Yeah. It's like the, the killer who returns to the scene of the crime. Yeah. And then asks the cops, what's going on here? <laughs> okay, buddy, you're on camera now. You're on the body cam, you dummy. <laughs> and you know what? This is a lesson for everybody. We love you all. We love our, our especially our game contestants. Yes. They're entertaining as hell. But you you got to wake up earlier than Taz and Jim to pull a fast one on us like that. It, it's uh, the guy's calling on. He said he's calling on three different phones to try and get in for the contest. We encourage that. Do whatever you want to do. Go for it. But. Clearly, he knew what he was doing was wrong. Otherwise, there was no reason to lie to us and pretend you were your son. Yeah, that's self-admitted guilt. I don't even think we need to throw it to the jury here. (laughs) (laughs) Now... 
technically, and this is the rules and regulations, so legally, the same household cannot win chicken within so 30 days. So even if it was his chicken. son who lived with him. Yes. So legally, those are the rules. So so he's out yesterday's jackpot. He's not getting yes. yesterday's jackpot. He'll still get Monday's jackpot. He but still earned it. But yesterday's is done, which... Yep. Uh, it makes you feel bad for the guy he was playing against because he was playing against an ineligible competitor. So on the phone, we've got Jagger McKenzie who played chicken yesterday. Hey, Jagger. Jagger, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. What do you think about all that? <laughs> He's guilty. Guilty. <laughs> you thought you were splitting $436 with that guy? Yeah, I thought so. You're keeping all the money for yourself, buddy. Perfect. <laughs> Woo. This is the Taz and Jim podcast. Rich people better be careful, man. Why? If there's ever an uprising, a class uprising, it's going to be because of stories like this. There's a fancy restaurant in the UK that put an ad in the paper looking to hire a grape feeder with gorgeous hands for their Mediterranean restaurant. Did you say grape feeder? A grape feeder. You know, like back in the... Yes. Uh, in, in, in the... Uh, like ancient Greek, I'm picturing. Yeah. Yeah. In the Roman times. You'd, sure. You'd have the rich guy sitting there, lying there with his loincloth on. Yeah, he'd be lying on those... I don't even know what you call that type of furniture, but it's almost like a psychiatrist chair. Where it's long and you, it, your Sprawled legs are out, out, but it's got like a short back and you're leaning on it. One leg hanging over the yeah. side. Super relaxed. You got your little leaf thing on your head. Sure. There's another lady with, also with beautiful hands. A giant palm leaf is like fanning, fanning you. you. Yeah. And then there you'd have a grape feeder. So you'd, <laughs> <laughs> so no. you didn't have to get up. Now, I've seen people feeding grapes. I just didn't know it was a permanent position. Well, this restaurant said they need a grape feeder. Applicants must have gorgeous hands and a basic grasp of Greek and Latin. Hmm. Perks include regular manicures and the finest food and wine. Now, unfortunately, if you do have gorgeous hands and you understand Greek and Latin, position's been filled almost immediately. Hmm. We don't know who the lucky person is or what their hands look like, but they are going to be feeding grapes... (laughs) To Richie Riches at this restaurant over in the UK. Man, I don't even know if I'd enjoy that. You know, there's a lot of things that rich people indulge in. I'm like, I can get me some of that. People putting food in my mouth? Like, what are they going to do? Put it on a spoon with the airplane? No, no, you just dangle the whole (laughs) bunch of grapes. I'm serious. so weird. Right? I guess that's how it works. I don't know. You know what I'm talking about, right? I know exactly. You dangle the whole thing, and then you just... you. You grab the, the grapes with your mouth off of the, the big bunch of grapes. I don't even like that. I'd prefer like the, hey, can you get it in my mouth? And like they throw it from across the room. <laughs> I'd pay somebody to participate in that. Kobe. <laughs> oh, three-pointer. Oh, that was close. You got my eye. Okay, one more, one more. Let's see. The restaurant is called Bacchanalia. Bacchanalia. Let's hmm. look them up here on, on Google Maps. Yeah, I would wonder what an average dinner there would cost because to have a grape feed, I mean... It looks like it's still under construction. It's a new restaurant, hasn't opened yet. Kissed by the gods, inspired by muses. Set within stunning interiors, 
This latest destination brings contemporary Mediterranean dining and wines worthy of Bacchus himself to Mayfair and will feed you grapes. <laughs> imagine, imagine you are, you're walking home from your job. Uh, you're working a double shift, walking home from your job, thinking about whether or not you're going to be able to pay rent this month. You walk past this restaurant, and through the window, you just see rich people being fed grapes <laughs> by a hand model. Just unbuttoned shirt open. <laughs> yeah. Lying back. There's no chairs, just benches. <laughs> the orgy starts at 11, everybody. Are you brave enough to let me see a big cock? Time for sports with our sports guy, Devin Peacock. Aaron Judge broke the record for home runs in a season in the American League with 62 this week. Some lucky SOB in the crowd caught the ball, and we've got an update. Yes, uh, Corey Humans is the guy who caught the ball. He has been offered $2 million by a sports memorabilia house for the ball. And Sold. I know, <laughs> honestly. At that point, is it? Would you? Would you hang on to it still, Devin? Try to get more. I well. So if it's been bought by a sports memorabilia house, that means they think they can get more than two true. million dollars. That is true. I'd be all for selling the ball, but I might see if I can get maybe two point five. Maybe sure, hire yeah. someone, take a bit of a commission, cut out the middleman. It hasn't even been a week yet, so there's no need to settle. Sometimes your first offer is your best offer, though, guys. True. And and at what point is your time not worth, like, and you know, go on vacation now? You know what I mean? Get the money. He's an investment yeah. banker. I'm sure he can make <laughs> $2 million into $2.5 million. Otherwise, maybe it's time he should be looking at another career. <laughs> or he could give it to Aaron Judge and get a, you know, get a bat. You know, maybe a t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, have one fun f- <laughs> selfie. You know, you, you've been a nice guy for the team, Aaron. Think about the the Instagram profile pic you could have if you just gave that ball back to Aaron Judge for free. Well, hey, Aaron, I'm, pay it forward, buddy. I'm reminded of the story of when uh, Mark McGuire broke the record. The guy who caught the ball was willing to give it back. All he wanted to do was meet Mark, Mark McGuire. McGuire said no, so he decided to sell it instead, got like a couple million dollars. There's another way where you can go, you can be stupid about these things on the player side, and that's not Aaron Judge, but the Mark McGuire story is lovely to me because that's just shows how stupid Mark McGuire is. <laughs> you could have got the ball back. All you had to do was meet the guy You're for five hang minutes. You could have hang out with some weirdo for five <laughs> minutes. or He said dinner, so like for two hours with some loser? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, guys, steroids do great things for my for brains, <laughs> not so much. Let's switch to basketball quickly. LeBron wants to bring an NBA franchise to what city? To Las Vegas. I mean, not a bad idea. It seems to be working with the NFL and NHL so far. Oh, 100%. I mean, the idea that the NBA is not uh, in Las Vegas right now is kind of crazy to me. There has been long a rumor that the NBA is going to go to Las Vegas. LeBron was in Las Vegas last night for a preseason game and while speaking to the media said, I know Adam Silver gets reports of all player interviews, so Adam, I want a team in Las Vegas was his message last night. And it's only because he's alienated himself from every other franchise <laughs> in the league. Isn't that nice? He's buying Bronny his own basketball team. <laughs> oh, it's like when your dad's the coach. Who makes the AAA team? Thanks, Dev. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. I was at the grocery store and there was a deal on turkeys the other day, Jim. Mm-hmm. 
So I impulse bought a turkey. Even though we're going to my brother's for Thanksgiving on the weekend, I thought, oh, we'll cook this turkey. We'll have turkey meat. You can freeze some of it, reheat it, make mm-hmm. sandwiches, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, my wife d- does not want to make the turkey. She tasked me with making it yesterday. And I got the, uh, the thing opened up there. <laughs> God. Have you ever prepared a turkey? Absolutely not. Not planning on it. It freaks me out. Yeah. I looked inside. I said, listen, I can't do it. You know, I don't like, I don't like, this time of year is not good for me. I don't like putting my hand into the pumpkin. Neither do I. Cold and weird. Yeah, the pumpkin guts. I can't do that. I start gagging every time I try. Um, And same with the turkey. I said, is there, there better not be all that giblets and giblets in there. And she's like, no, most turkeys, they don't have that in there or Hmm. it'll be in a little bag. No. I had to raw dog it. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Did you have a glove on? No. I don't know if people do do that. I don't know what the rule is. But I feel like if I had a tiny cut on my hand, getting a... Yeah, salmonella? Yeah, in there wouldn't be great. Probably I don't know. Wouldn't. Why don't you just tie, like, the body of the chicken to a rope and start spinning it around your head <laughs> in the backyard? Let that stuff all fly out. Yeah. Use the centrifugal force? I didn't use a glove because I used tongs. I couldn't bring myself... <laughs> To stick my hand in there. So it took twice as long. <laughs> oh, yeah, and I got that stuff out, and I didn't know if you wanted to save it to make soup or whatever the hell you do with that stuff. I remember, like, I, I was probably six, and I didn't know, like, I know we were having turkey, you know, I understand animals die, but I remember specifically walking into Grandma's kitchen, like, it was right by the entrance. You walk in, and her arm was in the turkey, and I, I still remember that visual. I was six. And I, because I had never seen anything like that before. That was 1993. Yeah, she's, she's elbow deep in the turkey. I wouldn't just, I wouldn't use the other word, <laughs> but it was very weird. It was, I don't know. Well, and that's the thing. When you see the neck as well, you start doing the, you start putting the pieces together. You're like, okay, if this is the neck, then where's my hand? <laughs> <laughs> I know what that is. Oh, boy. Oh, God. <laughs> Gobble, gobble is right. <laughs> I wasn't that hungry that dinner, I'll tell you that much. Yeah, yeah. Mashed potatoes so, mostly. Uh, what, what we're saying here is if you don't have something to be thankful, but you are going to Thanksgiving dinner and you are getting a turkey dinner that you didn't have to prepare, you should be very thankful <laughs> for the person who actually prepared it. Peacock. I want to see your peacock. 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 Your peacock. peacock. Your peacock. Your peacock. Your peacock. Are you brave enough to let me see your peacock? It's time for sports with Devin Peacock, our sports guy. Dev. Fan is on the field, so we'll have a bit of a stoppage. And now some of the Rams players get involved. And uh, Bobby Wagner had had enough. He just took the fan down. The guy, the idiot, some would say, who jumped on the field during the Rams and 49ers game on Monday night is trying to sue because he got tackled by one of the players. Yeah, he has filed a police report with the Santa Clara Police. And a few details are known about what he's exactly filing beyond that. He is, though, an animal rights activist with the organization Direct Action Everywhere. So, um, 
I don't know. Uh, the animal rights activists uh, seem to be a little. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Listen, nobody's crying when a PETA person gets tackled. Is what, we're saying. <laughs> but what's the difference if the what's the difference if a player tackles him or security tackles him? Because either way, he's one way or the other, he's going down. Well, the difference is players have more money than the security. True, guards, true. So. But legally, I mean, you're on the field. Somebody's stopping you. It doesn't matter who. You're not supposed to be on there. We talked about this after it happened, and Jim, you had a great analogy. It's like. If you jump, purposely jump into a lion enclosure at the zoo, are you going to sue the lion for what happens next? Well, you wouldn't sue the zoo either, right? Yeah. I mean, it's the dumbest, like... And you how- can't plead ignorance. Because you know you're not supposed to be in there. I guess you can file the police report, but why the police would spend more than two seconds on this to me is the big question because you ran onto the field. It's illegal to do that. You can't be doing that. You ran by the players. They knocked you down. If you don't want to get knocked down, don't run onto the field. The hypothetical would be, what if someone jumped on the field, they had a knife or a weapon of some sort, and they were going to start attacking players? So you, it, it happens. It's a safety issue, right? Yeah. You can't let people jump on the field and run around. If I were him, I'd go the opposite way and, you know, take the clothes you were wearing when you got smoked by Bobby Wagner and sell them online. Sell them yeah, on eBay. don't the, wash them. I got, you know, you know, smoked in the <laughs> face by Bobby Wagner wearing this shirt. I don't think he was wearing a shirt. Uh, did you guys not see the video? I think well, he was wearing pants or whatever. You know? <laughs> yeah, I think he was wearing full. Here's the grass clothes. stains from Levi Stadium. <laughs> Here's the underwear I crapped when a giant man came barreling towards me. Uh, Okay, let's talk uh, the big game tonight, NFL Thursday nighter. You got the Colts versus the Broncos. Who do you like here, Dev? Broncos are home. Uh, The Colts are uh, not fully healthy for this one. So I like uh, the Broncos. Uh, They, uh, you know, got off to kind of a slow start. Haven't been great to start the year, but I do like the Broncos over the Colts in this one. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Another hip album uh, celebrating a big milestone, 30 years of Fully Completely. Last night, we uh, partnered with the band to have a couple of screenings of the uh, remastered version of their 90s documentary, Hex and Kettle. Mm-hmm. And before that, there was a, a full like remastered listening party for uh, Fully Completely. Jim, you were at one of the screenings last night. Was it pretty cool? Yeah, it was the, uh, they did an interview with the uh, remaining members of the band uh, with Alan Cross, who hosted it right off the top. Shout out to Alan, he's the man. Yeah, and then they played, now I don't know what I was expecting, I don't know. I knew there was a, li- a listening party that was involved, but it w- first it went the Alan Cross interview, the listening party to the remastered Dolby Surround Sound uh, reissued blue uh, Blu-ray of uh, the Fully Completely album, and then it was the uh, the Hex and Kettle documentary about their 1993 tour, another roadside attraction. The listening party portion was literally just the album cover on the screen with a slowly rotating vinyl disc repeating itself over and over, and the songs were playing. Yeah, so yeah. it went through the whole thing, side one, side two, and it's an unbelievable album. It's the greatest Tragically Hip album, maybe one of the best Canadian albums of all time. But boy, that's weird sitting in a theater <laughs> with 200 people <laughs> listening. Everybody's facing the same yeah. direction, right? And it'd be one thing if you were at a bar and you're like milling about and drinking, having beers and stuff, and people are still drinking beers, they sold beers there. But people were too scared to sing along, you know what I mean? So there was it was like quietly listening. <laughs> it was very weird. So a little awkward for you. Yeah, worth it. 
though. I, I used to. They used to do. This was a bigger thing back in the day when CDs would come out. We'd do album release parties and listening parties. And when I was in Kingston, um, in Violet Light, the hip album was released, and we did a listening party with members of the band there. Mm-hmm. So we did a Q and A. I got to ask some questions to the guys in the band. Fans got to interact with them. That was really neat. But then they play the new album. And it's weird to have the band watching you listen to their album. Like, you're not really sure what you should be doing. Like, is tapping the foot enough? Should I be uh, bobbing my head a little bit, full on dancing? Don't look at your damn phone, that's for sure. <laughs> should I be giving them thumbs up? Yeah. You know, if or I one really of these, like, like nah, when you put your hand, wave your hand side to side. Ah. I, I can see why this one's track 11. <laughs> yeah. Uh, not a single, I would say. But that documentary, pretty cool that they've remastered that. Uh, I know one of our copywriters, <laughs> Baker, he works in our creative department. He is he was at another roadside attraction. And now that you can actually see more detail because they digitally uh, remastered everything, he found himself in the crowd. Shut up. In one of the scenes in the documentary. So if you went to another roadside attraction, you got to find this thing and watch it because there's a good chance you'll see a younger version of you rocking out to the Tragically Hip. I did ask the crowd before the show started. I said, hey, this might be a long shot, but was anybody here at any of the stops on the roadside? And like half the crowd put their arms up. Yeah. And it's like full circle for them. It's amazing. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. It's Thanksgiving weekend right around the corner here. <laughs> Yeah, hopefully you get Monday off. You can spend some time with family and friends. Maybe enjoy some turkey. Mm-hmm. We got a uh, turkey story here. Just in time for Thanksgiving. couple in Ohio came home to find a wild turkey fluttering around their house. <laughs> that's, one, that's one animal I've never heard that break into a house before. Well, this one totally broke in. Uh, They realized quickly in the video here that uh, the turkey smashed through a window to get into the house. So they called some animal control people. They show up to try and catch the turkey with a big net and wait until you hear how the turkey gets out of the house. Um, Can you just in case we need it for our home insurance? Oh, the window broke. It flew through the window. That poor turkey, though. Oh, I feel so bad for it. It's probably hurt. At least if we can get it outside. Oh, God. Did it just run out? Oh, Oh, it's out. (laughs) That sounds like a sliding glass door or what? (laughs) The turkey just smashed smashed into the house through a window, smashed out through Uh, another window. Basically the Kool-Aid man of turkeys. That would scare the hell out of you. You're sitting on the couch. All of a sudden, yeah, I smash, followed by gobbles. What is going on? It's like here? a horror movie. Yeah. Sequel to Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds. Man, I am the turkeys. I'm impressed a bird a turkey was fly had the trajectory to fly through a window. I know they're not big flyers, so what this yeah. bird was trying to accomplish, I have no idea. It's more of a jump with yeah. a bit of a flutter, right? When you see a turkey trying to get off the ground. Totally. Well, if you're impressed by that, I'm sure you'll be impressed by this. This is another bird-related viral video that I got to play for you. A uh, woman doing a duet with her pet parrot.
parrot. Listen to this. I don't care if it hurts. Mama, mama. I want to <laughs> Not bad. <laughs> I want a perfect finish <laughs> it's like mariah carey dude <laughs> man that blows my mind eh like parrots <laughs> it's so impressive i know i've known since a kid that they can repeat what humans say but it still blows my mind every it's a time bird that can talk That's crazy. or sing radiohead songs <laughs> A little while ago on the show, we played you some audio of a wild turkey that crashed through a window into somebody's house. On video, just in case we need it for our home insurance. Oh, okay. Oh, the window broke. It flew through the window. That poor turkey, though. Oh, I feel so bad for it. It's probably hurt. Oh, God. I like how she's feeling so bad for it. Oh, poor turkey. It smashes another window. Kill that turkey! <laughs> the turkey makes a swift getaway through another window. Smashing out. It's just like the comical, you know, in the like a skit on Saturday Night Live when people jump out of the window. <laughs> yeah, I come back in. Oh, sorry. I forgot my hat. And jump out again. It always makes me uh, chuckle. Uh, Joey is one of our listeners. He's on the line. He had a similar experience, but with a deer. What happened, buddy? Um, me and my sister were in the pool. Yep. And all of a sudden, a deer comes through the back door. So then once we figure out where it came in, I so wait, 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 it already was in the house and then came out the back door is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, I, I, we were in the pool swimming and then we went in. We, we, after the deer left, we you went in. You think you're hallucinating for a second there, right? The deer has a robe on, a cup of coffee in its hand. Yeah. Hey, uh, how's Morning. the swim going, guys? <laughs> but it, right where the window it came through, I was sitting right in front of it eating supper 10 minutes earlier. So it did smash through a window. Jump through. It jumped through the window, slid across the coffee table, into the kitchen, and out the back door. <laughs> so how much damage was in the house when you went in? Uh, luckily, not too much, because uh, the, the French doors were open. It just jumped through the screen door to come out the back. Lucky. Yeah. Man, you hear about that every once in a while. And, like, even in... I live right in the middle of the suburbs, and there'll be a deer in my backyard... Every it, once in a while, be careful with your pool because I know a, I have a few people I know who have got a deer has gotten into their yard and then into their pool and absolutely destroyed the liner. Oh yeah, <sighs> we, we didn't have too. that though. I was lucky. Yeah, <laughs> imagine you're just eating spaghetti and a deer lands on your dining table though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're glad you're okay, Joey. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. Right, thanks, guys. Cheers, buddy. And he's ate nothing but venison and veal since. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast.